This is the John Oakley Show podcast. All right, well, we're replete with topics worthy of discussion. After the news at the top of the hour, Michelle Mandel is going to join us from SunPost Media News. She's written an interesting column about uh, a judge who determined that a nurse who was pilfering opioids from her elderly patients in Waterloo has to be reinstated because uh, not her fault. She suffered opioid use disorder, and it's a disease, therefore not a crime. Hmm. And speaking of criminals, uh, some who have run away to join ISIS, uh, as well as a woman who was uh, swinging a golf club and other implements of uh, destruction in a Canadian tire in the East End last year, uh, has been found guilty on all counts for supporting this in the name of ISIS. Mubin Sheikh's going to join us next hour as well, former CSIS operative and counterterrorism expert. Right now, back to our panel, Peter Sherman, David Wills, and Stephen Holliday. On a matter that's interesting, in the uh, South uh, Burnaby South by-election called for February 25th, the Liberal candidate has been forced to walk the plank. Uh, and she said in her own defense, I didn't mean uh, exactly what I had said on a Chinese social media posting, uh, she being of Chinese descent. Uh, she claimed that her opponent, Jugmeet uh, Singh, was of Indian descent, and therefore she stood a better chance numerically, I guess, of winning the riding, or something along those lines. But here's the question, Sherman, uh, what do you make of these candidates, especially under the liberal banner, playing the ethno-cultural diversity card? Somewhat ironic, isn't it? Nonsense and totally ironic. I agree with you, John. Uh, Karen, you, uh, she's not listening to me, but if she were, I'd say, you don't get a do-over. This is Politics 101. It's done, and, and it's mean, it's nasty, but you don't get a do-over. You took yourself out of the game. Um, maybe you did get bad advice. I wouldn't know, but you took yourself out so you don't get a do-over. Now, here, here's what it comes down to. The comments, I, I'm pretty sure that she's being um, direct and honest when she says she intended no insult and she is not a racist. But you know what? When you say... Uh, I think I would be the ideal candidate, and, and I'm paraphrasing here, because of the large Chinese community in uh, Burnaby South, while uh, my opponent, Jagmeet Singh, is of East Indian descent. That's not a racist comment. It's a truism. Mm -hmm. However, the, the uh, inference is I'm much more electable because the Chinese people will vote for me just because I'm Chinese. That, in these days of thin skins, is enough and she doesn't get a do-over. Well, and the point is to uh, pander to certain uh, cultural groups or ethnocultural groups. I mean, that's not what our diversity plan is supposed to be all about under the liberal heading, is it, uh, Stephen? No, I hear the violins playing quietly in the background as I hear this story. Um, you know, it, it's, it's inexplainable how these comments could have come out this way. And I can almost understand if she said, I am the only Chinese candidate, stop, if that was the group that she was catering to. And I think even that's a stretch. You don't, <laughs> the names of the candidates say it all. It's stating the obvious. So did she make a mistake here? <laughs> you bet. And Peter's absolutely right. There's no coming back from this. And, uh, you know, the virtual signaling, the virtual preening liberals, this is... This is one of the outcomes if you portray yourself as uh, that party and, and uh, that type of way of living. Anyone steps over the line, that's it. There's no coming back. And uh, that's the situation that she's in. I think she did the right thing to step down. I, I, I'm glad the Liberals didn't uh, invite her back in once she's come back. To ask well, she to petitioned back. them to get back in as insofar as even suggesting that, you know, Justin Trudeau has made faux pas and he's been forgiven, so why not her? But, David Wills, I'm kind of interested. Uh, there is this 
narrative kind of maybe conspiratorial in nature, uh, suggesting that, you know, the liberals are Machiavellian or there's a devious uh, genius behind all of this. They want Jugmeet to win in that writing. They don't because if she stood a chance by her own admission, she had, you know, the cultural group backing her. Uh, that would not be good. Jugmeet's the, the guy they want contesting this because he's an easy pushover. Well, you know, that that's really interesting because if he's such an easy pushover, why did uh, the Prime Minister wait until the very last moment to call a by-election to allow Jugmeet to take a seat in the House of Commons? So that's complete nonsense. They didn't want him in the House of Commons. They don't want him in the House of Commons. And this other thing that, you know, and, you know, the great Peter Sherman even said this last week, and I, I, say, this with, I say this with all due respect, Peter. You said that Jugmeet's going to lose in that riding. The day before this Karen Wang thing broke, a poll comes out, Jugmeet's winning comfortably, he's going to win. He, you know, just before she sent that that bizarre post, uh, you know, that gave us all this news that she's Chinese and that uh, Jugmeet's Indian, which none of us knew, of course. Mm. Um, it, you know, they, they go to an event at a Chinese community. Everybody's flocking to Jugmeet. Nobody's paying any attention to her to the point that she left early. It's, you know, that's why she sent the message. And it's one of these things of... You know, oh, you know, like let's let's try and make him weak by saying that he's weak. He's actually not weak. He's strong. He's going to win that riding, even though Peter didn't. The, I don't know. Maybe no, Peter he, thinks he is now. Oh, he, he was then too. Oh, you come just on. Yeah, come on. You were you're reading you're reading reading liberal press releases, and I'm ashamed of you for that. Oh goodness. Come on. <laughs> oh. You know, never I, happened. I, I expect more from you, Peter. <laughs> you know that. You, you know, Jugmeet's initial response to this. She said, "What? When?" Uh, <laughs> there you go. Touche. He, he wasn't even aware of it. Finally, uh, things that get said and have repercussions. I've got to ask you about this story out of Quebec where a comedian there back in 2010 had made some disparaging comments in his routine about uh, a young kid who has a certain uh, physical afflictions or infirmities anyway, and uh, yet he's kind of a media darling. He'd sung with Celine Dion as well as for the Pope. And uh, because of this routine that went, I guess, viral on social media, was uh, rather well uh, disseminated, the kid, uh, now 22, said it hurt his dignity and humiliated him and so on and so forth. And a judge with the uh, Quebec Human Rights Commission uh, did find that this was an affront to his dignity and humiliated him and for which he was awarded, or at least the the comedian had to pay out $42,000 it kind of says to me that, uh, boy, this is going to put a chill on comics because part of their mark and trade is making disparaging comments about somebody and humiliating them and so on and so forth. Stephen Holliday, uh, is this a just award or does yeah. it? Yeah, I'm, I'm glad they threw the book at him. There's lots of avenues they could have done this through the courts. Uh, you know, uh, maybe somebody could have took it real personal and took it out on the comedian himself. But, you know, being a comedian isn't a license to go after somebody, a, a disabled kid. I, I don't think that meets society's standards. I think a lot of people are outraged at this. So it is ha- the right avenue, though, going to a human rights commission to contest uh, it? work for them. Uh, and, and I'm just, I'm glad that this comedian got, uh, you know, something uh, pushed back on him on this and, uh, and good on them for, for going after that. Uh, and as I said, there's a variety of avenues that this could have happened in. This is the particular case. And I was really mad when I read the story that, this person was uh, was making jokes uh, about a kid. Nonsense.
All right. Why? Quickly. Because it was odious and it was objectionable, but that's not what human rights tribunals are about. And if that's what they're going to be about, we have a new court system, and that's wrong. All right. David Wills, is it in fact to uh, the point Sherman made a slippery slope if we start going down this route, making awards for things like uh, people feeling, and you know, as I get your point too, Stephen, yeah, it's not the way I would roll, and uh, but I've seen comics in action in nasty shows and, uh, you know, the depths of vulgarity, that's just part of their mark and trade, isn't it? Well, I think there's a difference between pushing the, the edge and being funny. This guy's not funny, and I, th- I think there, there's no way this guy's going to be able to pay that fine because if he makes a living as a comic and this is what his jokes, he's not making a good living. So I He's side, very popular in Quebec, Well, I, I side more with Stephen on this one. I don't think everything is a slippery slope. Uh, you know, I think that this is not going to have a chilling effect on comics. I think comics know what they do. Uh, they're willing to take their punishment when they do it. Uh, th- th- I don't get the motivation to. It wasn't funny. Um, what if it was your kid? What if it was your kid that the comedian was going after? No, I, I had the it's same like reaction you did to the red story. Flag in front of a bull. Yeah. You well, know? you probably take matters into your own hands. Don't need any intermediary like a human rights commission. Sherman's the v- vigilante on this panel, so I don't, I'll leave that to him. All right. <laughs> well, eternal vigilance, you know, that's the price we pay for our freedoms. Yeah. I'll let it go on that. Guys, always, it's a pleasure. Peter Sherman, David Wills, and Stephen Holliday, and uh, we'll look forward to it again next week. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio. For most of us, crime is something we see on the news. We never think it could happen to us until it does. Loved ones are gone, and for the survivors, the scars will never heal. I'm Nancy Hickst, a senior crime reporter for Global News. And on this season of Crime Beat, I'll take you inside some of the most serious crime stories I've covered. Season six of Crime Beat is available now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and all podcast platforms.